English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing okay. I'm just struggling with some of the concepts in English class. English teacher, that's understandable. What specifically are you struggling with? Basic English student, well, we were learning about tacit understanding in class and I'm not really sure I understand what it means. English teacher, okay, I can help you with that. Tacit understanding refers to an unspoken agreement or mutual understanding between two or more people. It's like when you and your friend can communicate without speaking, because you both have a deep understanding of each other. Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like a silent understanding? English teacher, yes, exactly. It's a way of communicating without words. Basic English student, but how do we use this in English? English teacher, well, tacit understanding is a concept that can be applied in many different situations, not just in English. For example, it can be used in business, in relationships, or even in sports. Basic English student, can you give me an example? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're playing on a basketball team and you have a teammate who always knows where you're going to be on the court. You don't need to communicate with words, you just have a tacit understanding of each other's movements. Basic English student, oh, I think I understand now. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. I'm just a little confused about the concept of mutual understanding that we talked about in class. English teacher, sure, I can help you with that. Mutual understanding refers to an agreement between two or more people who share a common understanding or perspective. Basic English student, okay, but how is it different from tacit understanding? English teacher, well, tacit understanding refers specifically to an unspoken agreement, while mutual understanding can refer to both spoken and unspoken agreements. Basic English student, so, it's like when two people understand each other's perspectives? English teacher, yes, exactly. It's a way of communicating that goes beyond just words. Basic English student, can you give me an example? English teacher, sure. Let's say you and your friend are from different cultures and have different traditions. However, you both have a mutual understanding and respect for each other's beliefs and values. Even though you may not agree on everything, you still have a deep understanding of each other. Basic English student, oh, I think I understand now. So, it's about finding common ground with someone. English teacher, yes, that's one way to look at it. It's about finding ways to connect with others and understand their point of view. Basic English student, that makes sense. But how do we use this in English? English teacher, well, mutual understanding is a concept that can be applied in many different situations, not just in English. It can be used in business, in relationships, and in any other situation where you need to communicate effectively with others. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing okay. But I have a question about the phrase how come. What does it mean? English teacher, sure, I can help you with that. How come is an informal way of asking why. It's often used in casual conversation or in informal situations. 
Basic English student, okay, but why do we say how come instead of just why? English teacher, that's a good question. The origin of the phrase is not entirely clear, but it is believed to have originated in the United States in the early 19th century. It's just a variation of the phrase how did it come to be that? Or how is it that? Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like asking how something happened? English teacher, yes, that's right. It's a way of expressing curiosity or asking for an explanation about something. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. Let's say you come home from school and your mom sees that you got a bad grade on your test. She might say how come you got a D on your test? Instead of why did you get a D on your test? Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But is it okay to use how come in formal situations? English teacher, no, how come is considered an informal expression and should not be used in formal situations such as job interviews or professional emails. Basic English student, got it. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. I'm a little confused about the phrase here you go that I heard someone say. What does it mean? English teacher, sure, I can help you with that. Here you go is an expression used when you give something to someone. Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like saying here is what you wanted? English teacher, yes, exactly. It's a way of handing over something to someone or giving something to someone. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're at a restaurant and the waiter brings you your food. He might say here you go as he hands you your plate. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But why don't we just say here it is instead of here you go? English teacher, that's a good question. Here you go is a more friendly and informal way of expressing that you're giving something to someone. It's like a way of acknowledging that you're doing something for them. Basic English student, I see. But is it okay to use here you go in formal situations? English teacher, no, here you go is considered an informal expression and should not be used in formal situations such as job interviews or professional emails. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. But I'm a bit confused about the phrase here we go. What does it mean? English teacher, here we go is an expression that is often used to indicate the beginning of an action or event. Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like saying let's get started? English teacher, yes, that's one way of interpreting it. It can be used to signal that something is about to happen, or to show excitement or anticipation for something. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're about to go on a roller coaster. As the ride begins to move, you might say here we go. To express your excitement. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But why do we say we instead of just here it goes? English teacher, that's a good question. Using we instead of it creates a sense of unity and shared experience between the people involved. 
It's a way of including others in the excitement or action. Basic English student, I see. But is it okay to use here we go in formal situations? English teacher, no, here we go is considered an informal expression and should not be used in formal situations such as job interviews or professional emails. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. But I'm a bit confused about the phrase there you are. What does it mean? English teacher, there you are is an expression that is often used to greet someone or to acknowledge their presence after searching for them. Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like saying I found you? English teacher, yes, that's one way of interpreting it. It can be used to express relief or satisfaction after finally locating someone. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're at a busy train station waiting for a friend. After searching for them for a while, you finally spot them and say there you are. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But why do we say there instead of just you are? English teacher, that's a good question. Using there instead of just you are emphasizes the location of the person, as if they were hiding or difficult to find. Basic English student, I see. But is it okay to use there you are in formal situations? English teacher, yes, there you are can be used in formal situations such as business meetings or professional emails, but it is usually used more in casual situations. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing fine. But I'm a bit confused about the phrase there we are. What does it mean? English teacher, there we are is an expression that is often used to signal the completion of a task or the attainment of a goal. Basic English student, oh, I see. So, it's like saying we did it? English teacher, yes, that's one way of interpreting it. It can be used to express satisfaction or accomplishment after finishing something. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. Let's say you and your friend are putting together a puzzle. After completing the final piece, you might say there we are. To acknowledge your success. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But why do we say there instead of just we are? English teacher, that's a good question. Using there instead of just we are emphasizes the final outcome or destination of the task or goal. Basic English student, I see. But is it okay to use there we are in formal situations? English teacher, yes, there we are can be used in formal situations such as business meetings or professional emails, but it is usually used more in casual situations. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're struggling with in English class that I can help you with? Basic English student, no, I think that's all for now. Thanks again. English teacher, hi there. How can I help you today? Basic English student, hi, I'm trying to understand the phrase get started. What does it mean? English teacher, get started means to begin or initiate something. Basic English student, oh, I see. 
Can you give me an example of how to use it? English teacher, sure. If you're at the gym, the instructor might say let's get started with some warm-up exercises. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. But why do we use the word get with started? English teacher, well, get is a commonly used verb in English that can be used to describe starting or beginning a task. We often use it to express the idea of moving from a state of inaction to action. Basic English student, I see. Can I use get started in formal situations? English teacher, yes, get started is perfectly fine to use in formal situations such as business meetings or presentations. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Is there anything else you're curious about in English? Basic English student, actually, yes. I've heard people use the phrase let's get the ball rolling. What does that mean? English teacher, let's get the ball rolling means to start something or initiate a process that will lead to action. It's similar in meaning to get started. Basic English student, I see. That makes sense. Thanks for your help. English teacher, no problem. Let me know if you have any other questions. English teacher, hi, how can I help you today? Basic English student, hi, I wanted to ask about the word anxiety. I see it used a lot but I'm not sure what it means. English teacher, sure, anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. Basic English student, I think I understand. Can you give me an example of a situation where someone might feel anxious? English teacher, of course. Let's say you have an exam tomorrow that you haven't studied for yet. You might feel anxious about not being prepared and uncertain about how you'll do on the test. Basic English student, okay, I get it. But what causes anxiety? English teacher, anxiety can be caused by a number of things, such as stress, fear, uncertainty, and even genetics. It's a normal human emotion, but can become a problem if it starts to interfere with your daily life. Basic English student, I see. How can someone deal with anxiety? English teacher, there are many ways to cope with anxiety. Some people find that deep breathing exercises or meditation can be helpful, while others might benefit from therapy or medication. Basic English student, is it normal to feel anxious sometimes? English teacher, absolutely. Everyone experiences anxiety at some point in their lives. It's important to remember that it's a normal human emotion and there's no need to feel ashamed or embarrassed about it. Basic English student, okay, that's good to know. Thanks for explaining it to me. English teacher, no problem. If you ever feel like you're struggling with anxiety, don't hesitate to reach out for help. There are many resources available to help you manage it. English teacher, hello. How can I assist you today? Basic English student, hi. I've been hearing a lot about defense mechanisms, but I'm not sure what they are. Can you explain them to me? English teacher, sure, defense mechanisms are psychological strategies used by the mind to protect itself from emotional pain or discomfort. Basic English student, that sounds interesting. Can you give me an example of a defense mechanism? English teacher, sure, one common defense mechanism is denial. This is when a person refuses to accept reality, usually as a way to protect themselves from something that's too difficult to face. Basic English student, oh, I see. Can you give me an example of how denial might be used? English teacher, sure. Let's say a person is diagnosed with a serious illness but they refuse to accept it, even after getting multiple opinions from different doctors. 
They might be in denial as a way to protect themselves from the difficult emotions that come with such a diagnosis. Basic English student, that makes sense. Are there other defense mechanisms? English teacher, yes, there are several others, such as projection, where someone attributes their own negative thoughts or feelings onto another person, or repression, where someone unconsciously pushes away or forgets a painful memory. Basic English student, I see. Is it bad to use defense mechanisms? English teacher, not necessarily. Defense mechanisms can be helpful in coping with difficult situations and emotions. However, if they're used excessively or inappropriately, they can interfere with a person's ability to function effectively and maintain healthy relationships. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, defense mechanisms are a normal part of the human experience, but it's important to be aware of them and to seek help if they start to interfere with your daily life. English teacher, hi there. How can I assist you today? Basic English student, hi, I've been hearing a lot about psychopaths lately. Can you explain what a psychopath is? English teacher, sure, a psychopath is a term used to describe someone who has a personality disorder that is characterized by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold, disinhibited, and egotistical traits. Basic English student, wow, that sounds pretty serious. Is there a difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? English teacher, yes, there is some overlap between the two, but generally a sociopath is someone who displays similar traits but may have a less severe form of the disorder and is more likely to have grown up in a dysfunctional environment. Basic English student, I see. Are all psychopaths dangerous? English teacher, not necessarily. While some psychopaths may exhibit violent or criminal behavior, not all do. It's important to note that psychopathy is a complex disorder and not everyone with the diagnosis will exhibit the same behaviors. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. Can psychopathy be treated? English teacher, unfortunately, there is no cure for psychopathy, but there are some treatments that can help manage the symptoms. These may include therapy, medication, and support groups. Basic English student, is it possible for someone to develop psychopathy later in life? English teacher, it's rare, but it is possible for someone to develop psychopathic traits later in life as a result of brain injury, trauma, or other factors. Basic English student, that's really interesting. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. It's important to remember that while psychopathy is a serious disorder, not everyone who exhibits antisocial behavior is a psychopath. It's always best to seek professional help if you're concerned about yourself or someone else. English teacher, hello. How can I assist you today? Basic English student, hi, I keep hearing the word pathetic and I'm not sure what it means. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure, pathetic is an adjective used to describe something or someone who is pitiful, inadequate, or deserving of sympathy. Basic English student, oh, I see. Can you give me an example of how it's used? English teacher, sure. Let's say someone has been trying to get a job for months but keeps getting rejected. If they say I'm pathetic, I can't even get a job, they're expressing that they feel pitiful or inadequate. Basic English student, that makes sense. Is pathetic always a negative thing? English teacher, yes, generally it's used in a negative way. It implies weakness or inferiority. Basic English student, okay, I understand. Is it rude to call someone pathetic? English teacher, yes, it can be seen as insulting or hurtful to call someone pathetic. 
it's always best to use language that is respectful and considerate of others' feelings. Basic English student, that's good to know. Are there any other words that are similar to pathetic? English teacher, yes, there are several synonyms, such as pitiful, miserable, lamentable, or woeful. Basic English student, I see. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, it's important to be mindful of the words we use and to choose them carefully so we don't accidentally hurt others' feelings. English teacher, hi. How can I help you today? Basic English student, hi. I've been hearing a lot about subpoenas in the news lately and I'm not really sure what they are. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure. A subpoena is a legal order that requires someone to provide evidence or appear in court. It's typically used in legal proceedings to compel someone to give testimony, produce documents or other evidence, or to appear in court as a witness. Basic English student, I see. So, if someone receives a subpoena, they have to do what it says. English teacher, yes, that's correct. If you receive a subpoena, you are legally required to comply with it. Failure to do so can result in serious consequences, such as being held in contempt of court. Basic English student, that sounds pretty serious. Who can issue a subpoena? English teacher, a subpoena can be issued by a court, a government agency, or an attorney involved in a legal proceeding. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. Can anyone receive a subpoena or is it only for certain people? English teacher, subpoenas can be issued to anyone who has information or evidence relevant to a legal case. This could include witnesses, experts, or even someone who has documents or other evidence related to the case. Basic English student, is there anything someone can do if they receive a subpoena but can't comply with it? English teacher, yes, there are some circumstances where someone may be able to challenge or quash a subpoena, but this typically requires the help of an attorney. It's important to comply with the subpoena to the best of your ability and seek legal advice if you have concerns or questions. Basic English student, okay, that's good to know. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, if you ever receive a subpoena or have any legal questions, it's always best to seek the advice of an attorney. Sure. High school English is an important subject that focuses on developing reading, writing, and critical thinking skills. Here are some general topics and skills that you will likely cover in a high school English class. 1. Literature analysis. In high school English, you will read and analyze a variety of literary works, such as novels, plays, and poems. You will learn how to analyze and interpret literary elements such as plot, character, theme, symbolism, and figurative language. 2. Writing skills. High school English also focuses on developing strong writing skills. You will learn how to write different types of essays, such as persuasive essays, literary analysis essays, and research papers. You will also learn how to develop a thesis statement, organize your ideas, and use proper grammar and syntax. 3. Vocabulary development. High school English classes will also help you improve your vocabulary skills. You will learn new words, their meanings, and how to use them in context. 4. Reading comprehension. You will also work on improving your reading comprehension skills. You will learn how to read and understand complex texts, make inferences, and identify key ideas and details. 5. Critical thinking. High school English will also help you develop critical thinking skills. You will learn how to analyze and evaluate different sources of information, form opinions, and express your ideas effectively. 
Some tips for succeeding in high school English include reading regularly, taking notes while reading, participating in class discussions, practicing your writing skills, and seeking help from your teacher or tutor when needed. Good luck! Sure! ESL stands for English as a Second Language. It is a type of language education that is designed for individuals who are learning English as a non-native language. Here are some tips for learning ESL. 1. Start with the basics. If you are just starting to learn English, it's important to start with the basics. This includes learning the English alphabet, basic grammar rules, and common vocabulary words. 2. Listen and speak. One of the best ways to improve your English skills is to practice listening and speaking. Try to listen to English podcasts or radio shows, watch English movies or TV shows, and practice speaking with native English speakers. 3. Read and write. Reading and writing are also important skills to develop in ESL. Try to read English books, newspapers, and articles, and practice writing in English by keeping a journal or writing short essays. 4. Find a tutor or language partner. Working with a tutor or language partner can be a great way to improve your English skills. They can provide personalized feedback and help you practice your listening, speaking, reading, and writing skills. 5. Use online resources. There are many online resources available for learning ESL, such as websites, apps, and online courses. Some popular resources include Duolingo, Rosetta Stone, and English. Central. Remember, learning a new language takes time and practice. Don't get discouraged if you don't see immediate progress. Keep practicing and seek help from a teacher or tutor if needed. Good luck with your ESL studies.